podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Wisden Cricket Weekly podcast. I'm Yaz Rana and I'm joined by the editor-in-chief of the Wisden Cricket Monthly magazine, Phil Walker, and Mr. Surrey, the voice of Surrey himself, Mark Church. Thank you for joining us for the first time. Welcome both. Afternoon, um, yes. Good yes, to see you guys. it's a pleasure. Um, another incredibly exciting week of cricket. Uh, good was T20? It? Yeah, it was. <laughs> both, I'm, both. I'm waiting to hear what this was. I've missed that. <laughs> I, I think I might have done as well. All right. Mm. Well, I've been on holiday, um, but from from afar, I was enjoying uh, England men and women won T20 I Series 3 0. That's always a good sign. Mm. Yeah. Um, didn't quite get off the ground that, that <laughs> no, no. series for the men, not, at least. Not, no. not much. Not much. Crack up for, for the women, though, in fairness. Um, yeah. 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 Um, let, let's get let's get going. Uh, Churchy, what's your what's your moment of the week? My moment of the week is the first ball of the third England West Indies T20 international. Uh, in the fact that the West Indies had been rolled over for 42 in the second one, first ball from David Willey, who incidentally has one of the greatest haircuts I've seen. <laughs> what is going on there? He does, doesn't he just? Yeah. Uh, Robbie Savage springs to mind. I think the I saw, days of Leicester City. I saw a hashtag Claire Balding from one of his teammates. Yeah, or Carol Paborski, if you remember. Yeah, good, yeah. The anyway, the reason I mention it is, so you've been rolled over. Shea Hope, who is one of my favourite West Indian batsmen of all time. Length half volley, first ball, the third T20, cloths it straight to Alex Hales. And mm. mid off and wanders off, which sort of for me slightly summed up the entire T20 series yeah, against the West Indies. And then, well, it away. was it, the way the way I sort of looked at it is, and we've all done it you go on holiday, you go to the restaurant, it's the set menu, isn't it? Three courses, set menu <laughs> for 1999. Go for your starter, lovely, yeah, main course, beautiful. Don't really want your pudding, do you? No, sure. But you've paid for it, yeah. so you'll have it anyway. A couple of whacks of chocolate brownie, feeling sick, you wish you hadn't had it. Yeah. I felt a bit like that with yeah. this, this T20 it's International a, it, Series. Even, even did the Sky Sports, who hadn't paid for the And then furious about the 10% well, poor, 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 poor Knight and Key thought, this is fantastic, a couple <laughs> of days on the beach, and then they're being wheeled out to... To chat about it, T20 it's cricket. A, it's a fair point, though, and we'll go on to it in a bit more detail later on. But what, what, why are England playing a three-match T20i series when there's a World Cup a couple of months away in the 50-over format? Um, yeah, I, Serious point this year, and you've been banging on about this in the office for I the last have, couple of I have days. done, but we'll, we'll get on, in, get on mm. to it in a, li- so, in a little so, bit. So your argument on this is that England have not played enough 50-over cricket and all the other countries are in the build-up to the World Yeah, Cup. well, now you're asking. Um, so England, <laughs> England have only played... Um, Eight completed ODIs since the 1st of August, which is quite a long time ago. And that's the le- least of any team that's playing in the World Cup. India, in the hand, have played 23. Mm. South Africa, 18. Sri Lanka, 17. Bangladesh, 15. New Zealand, 14. Afghanistan, 13. Pakistan, 13. West Indies, 13. Australia, 10. Um, and I think that, actually, in this T20 series, even though David Willey did really well, Chris Jordan, who we've not talked about yet, bowled really well as well. He got fourth for mm-hmm. in one of the T20Is. <laughs> I think their good performances are actually just creating more problems than it solves. Sam Billings did really well. I'm delighted for Sam. But what's really the point? He's not going to be in England's 15 for the World Cup. Whereas Australia, we'll talk about them a little bit more later. Mm-hmm. They're stumbling upon their best players. India as well are stumbling upon their most settled 
11 and 15, mm-hmm. right right as we come up to that World Cup. And I don't think England have had that build-up. Like, Yeah, but they don't need to, do they? Because they know 14, 13, 14 of their squad of 15 anyway. But how do they know this Like when they were compiling the schedule? And also, uh, Joe Denley didn't play any of the ODIs in the five-match series. Liam they're just, Dawson they're just giving the them a game, aren't yeah, they? I think, just, you, have to, I, I think you have to... Almost look at that T Twenty series as trial matches. Yeah, Do you remember those at school before is, the season yeah. started, yeah. Or, or your club yeah. used to have a trial game before the the big game started. So, but maybe they they just decided to have those for the West Indies as well. It's not ideal, is it? No, you've just come off the back of winning the Test series. You've drawn the one day international series against the top team in the world, and then you get absolutely hammered mm. in the three trial matches mm. at the end, which really. And I agree. Have absolutely no meaning to yeah. to man, woman, do, do or beast. There is a more meaningless game coming up. England are playing Pakistan in a T20I in May. The World Cup starts in May. What's the point of that match? Just play another ODI um, to keep T20 relevant. Vaguely, well, but I mean, there's a, there's a very legit case to be made that you know international cricket shouldn't worry itself with with T20 cricket. T20 cricket was created for clubs. It was obviously turned into something. Powerful for domestic cricket, but hmm. aside from every couple of years when you have a two-week jamboree somewhere, yep. you know, and, and it's all good fun and it's good stuff for Sky to put on their highlights over the next couple of years when it's raining. These, these things are here today and gone tomorrow at the best of times, and there's no shame in that because it is, it is entertainment. Uh, giving giving it kind of international credence, I don't know. I've never quite felt that personally, and. I think teams quietly treat it as such, as Mark says. I mean, tongue's only slightly in cheek. It is treated as a, as a kind of warm up. It's, yeah. it's treated as a, as, as a, as a possibility, an what? option for a young cricketer to come in and, and show what they might be about. You think of kind of David Milan, you know, hit seventy odd. You know, Bayliss had never heard of him. Probably literally never heard of him. Uh, hits a seventy odd. And he thinks, oh, all right, he can bat five in the ashes. <laughs> yeah. Or Mason Crane, he gets billions out yeah, once. There yeah. you go. And that's fine because it is a demonstration of, of temperament and smarts up to a point. But ultimately, it's it's, it's twenty over cricket, but, and I'm not sure it has a place. Well, but Owen Morgan said, uh, "Yeah, I definitely, you know, want to be around for the the 2020 World Cup next year." I doubt he's even thought about. It. Let's be brutally honest about this. He's got a 50 over World Cup coming up, isn't he? As if anybody's thought about next year's 2020 World Cup, because let the interest in that will only probably start at the opening ceremony. Yeah, yeah. and 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 from an international cricket point of view, probably the World Cup's the only thing that anybody mm. internationally is interested. I in. do, I do. IPL, everyone's all yeah. over it like a rash. Indeed. But. Indeed. From an international point of view, T20, yeah. I think you just have to treat it like slap it on the end or the beginning, yeah. bit of a trial, Agreed. and uh, if you if you go well, you might get a 50 over game or even a test match. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'd just say that with the 2020 World Cup, I think perhaps now we see T20s as pointless because we've been building up to the 50 over World Cup for so long. But actually, no, I've, I've always felt this personally. Really? No, yeah. In, in internet, he, the, the, the World T20 in 2016 was a, was yeah, a brilliant but, tournament. But I don't see a problem with having that as your uh, your kind of landmark, mm. you know that is every two years, everyone everybody gets together. They've been playing constant T Twenty cricket anyway, uh, and you join up. You don't need to practice your skills as a T <laughs> Twenty international team when you're the individuals are playing it anyway, mm. and you have it every couple of years. They'd argue a higher standard than you actually play in. Well, indeed, cricket, yeah, yeah, in certain cases. And definitely. if you want to, I think what they should do is if you want to have 
a week before the T20 World Cup starts without telling anybody because nobody's interested. Yeah, All the on. sides get together, have a practice game, and then off you go. Lovely. Yeah, that, that's the way to do it, isn't it? And then that, will, that, that frees up a bit of time to have a bit more one-day international cricket. And then everyone's happy, right? Yeah, now, well, we sort of that. Especially you. you. Wasn't anticipating that discussion. Um, going going backwards slightly, Phil, what's your <laughs> moment of the week? Well, naturally enough, it's from the, the T20 series. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on that then? <laughs> All right. Um, I'm aware that I'm crushingly dull because I can't stop talking about Adil Rashid. Um, he, he charms the birds from the trees. Uh, and it, it wasn't specific to the game, uh, the last game of his, of his winter. It was... It was just another kind of mini masterclass. He, he bowled two two particular googlies. I think he's got to be the world's best mm. purveyor of the googly. It now. spins more than anyone else's. Is that official? Is that no? Quick, busy no, official? it isn't. But it just looks like that's, it. That's yeah. So yes, have you yes. measured it? Well, so the, the with first... a ruler on the telly. People do measure it these days. Yeah, they do. They do all sorts <laughs> they of stats. They don't just rely on their, their eye and it's their all experience. All sorts of stats. Mate. The, the, the world is changing. The one to get rid of Alan, uh, the, the 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 googly that came into right hander. Yeah. That spun so much. Yeah. In fact, if that was a leg spinner, a normal leg break, that would have been a wide. Okay, so so th- there was that delivery, which reminded me actually of, all right, on a different level of, of kind of pedigree, but Mushtaq's delivery to Hick in the 92 World Cup yeah. final, you know, where he's looking to cut or at least drive off the back foot, completely befuddled, through the gate, bold, middle and leg. And then a, then a few minutes later, albeit, you know, it's it's a tail ender who's coming out, the number 11, but he, he rags another stunning googly across across the left hand as forward defensive shot, takes the, the top of off stump, and then strolls off to reflect on a typically uh, enigmatic winter for one of the most interesting cricketers that we have, mm-hmm. I think, in, in England. Um, he may well have played his last test match, or he may well come again. It's hard to say. He had a bad game, no question, at Barbados in the first test match. But, of course, he won a game at Colombo in the third test before Christmas in the, on the Sri Lanka tour. Got a uh, crucial in, wicket here as well, I think. Yeah, he got, a, long he, he time got away. a crucial two wickets in the final test against India here to kind of secure his position for that winter. But it's in one-day cricket now where, as I was saying the other week, as I say, I, I do repeat myself a lot, but he, he, he carries himself differently now. There's an aura around Adil Rashid. And there is, there's a lack of, of fuss in, in the way that he goes about his business. He doesn't over-celebrate. He looks like a mature cricketer at ease in his own skin now. Uh, and he's become... I would say as important a cog in this one-day side, limited oversight, as any as anyone mm. else. It's what Darren Goff said today or yesterday. He said that he's England's most important player going into World Cup, and I'd, I'd well, agree with him. Yeah, absolutely, I'd agree with him. So yeah, I'd go for that. I'd, I also wanted to touch on, uh, and I'm, I'm asking for trouble here, but India's bizarre, questionable decision to wear uh, camouflage khaki caps in honour of their 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 military forces for the recent Australia series. Um, I'm, I'm planning to write about this this evening because we go to print on the magazine tomorrow. Uh, and, and, and it accompanies that bizarre press release from a couple of weeks ago that the BCCI released, um, which I've got here somewhere. And it is, it is unsettling. The BCCI expresses concerns and sentiments regarding the ICC Cricket World Cup 2019. And it's obviously in light of... of that awful terrorist attack that happened on the, the India-Pakistan border in Kashmir, of course, 44 Indian security personnel were killed. But they have used this appalling moment to drive wedges again 
between certain states in, in, in what's already a fragile cricketing ecosystem. And I think that's a very, very dangerous road to take. Um, and just quoting from that press release, the BCCI um, strongly condemned this uh, terrorist attack, uh, attack and expressed solidarity uh, with India as a, as, an, as a community. The cricketing community should sever ties with countries from which terrorism emanates. I think that's a very, very mm. dangerous stance to take. Uh, and they may say about these camouflage khaki caps that it's just just a symbolic statement, but it's you can't help feeling that it's quite it's inflammatory and provocative. Yeah, uh, and at the risk of getting a little bit too serious on this this podcast, which we like to keep a little bit light, mm. that has unsettled me. And and I look and I saw Coley lifting his bat for a yet another brilliant hundred in that cap, and there's something that jars there. I'm not saying that sport and politics should be separate because realistically they they can't be. But I think when it when politics is is brought so ham-fistedly into sport, I think that I think that's problematic, and I worry as well for the the overall vibe around this World Cup when, by miles, the most powerful governing body, arguably even kind of a, as powerful as the ICC itself, if not brackets more powerful, when they're making those kinds of statements about member nations, member states, I think that's a very very dangerous road to take, and I hope that a little bit of common sense prevails on that. Yeah, so, sorry about that, Chad. No, no, I, yeah, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's important and worth talking about. I think that uh, I disagree with you slightly on how uh, on the mix between sport and politics. I think sport can be a really important mechanism to to showcase and advocate political change. Um, but equally, I think I think in this particular case, uh, the IC uh, are in a very difficult position because of the precedent they have set themselves in the past. Uh, so like Moe and Ali, well, 2014, yeah, well, the... uh, I, I can't remember exactly what the sanction was, but he wasn't allowed to wear the, the Save the Gaza safe, uh, Free Palestine wristbands. Wristband. Yeah. Um, and although very different reasons for why India have chosen to warn the military caps, it, it, it's hard to see how it's not inconsistent from the outside. Um, yeah, indeed. No. I, th- I think I think we'll, we'll move on. Should we talk something. about the actual cricket? Between yeah, Australia and India. Do well, you didn't see that coming, did I you? Didn't see Sorry, yeah. No, it's all right. I enjoyed it. I've just um, picked up a bottle of water from a few yeah, weeks ago. No, it's, it's gone a little bit, a little bit stagnant. I, that's from the Surrey Essex final game of the Championship that's season last year. Yeah, at least six months. Six though, months. Though, yeah. It's all right. If we get to the end of the show, I'll, I'll yeah. be fine. I can it's calm gone it flat, after just like my career. In in that ODI series between Australia and India, first of all, Virat Kohli is on an insane run of form. Um, he's good, isn't he? Oh, he averages something like not far of a hundred since the start. He of, is good, isn't he? He is good. Didn't you take Cody up to? Scarborough yeah, I took. Well, we had year. a week with Virat yeah. up in Scarborough, which was lovely. Not much um, of a conversationalist. Though, no, he didn't say a lot. For no. the, so do, you, do you want to talk about that? I've spoken about it before. When Surrey signed Virat Kohli. Um, he was going to be coming to Scarborough for the championship game, and I was very, very excited because we had a camper van and the whole well the whole dream was to get Virat back to the camper van for a cup of tea and just a general chat about life sadly then Virat didn't turn up but we did manage to take a cardboard cutout of Virat <laughs> to Scarborough for the week uh, which ended up with arguably the world's greatest player being used as a clothesline uh, for my running gear to dry out <laughs> it's what he would have wanted but it definitely what he would have wanted um, and sadly due to that and and physics uh as it was a cardboard cutout and got a bit wet his sort of his head 
sort of drooped by the time we got back. Mm -hmm. In fact, fell off. Mm -hmm. um, and I hate to say this, but Virat ended up in the recycling bin. Oh, uh, but it, we had a week with the great man, yeah. cardboard cutout in Scarborough. Inscrutable, and he, he is very good, isn't he? <laughs> he, he is. Jenny. When you watch him back, he knows what he's doing. He's very good. Mm. Oh, in, there you go. There's, that sums there's, that up, doesn't it? That's what we call there we go. Take. In, in, in the third ODI, I think it was, uh, India were 15 for two. And I tweeted, congratulations, Virat Kohli on your 41st into that ODI 100. Because no. it was just going to happen, wasn't it? And lo and behold, he, he got is. it. 41 that is, tons. Can I, am I allowed, tons. Can I just say that? That's not one of the biggest gambling tweets of all no, time. No, it is. That was my point. Not, yeah, 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 but not, not like the man who did that tweet about uh, Man United and PSG. Did you see that? And no. he, he said, oh, I fancy Lukaku for a couple then. PSG come back and then a penalty in the last minute by Rashford. No. Yeah. And, he, and he said that United will go through but it wouldn't deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> and that, well, what, about that, what about that moment in the Australia-India series with the ball tracking? Where, yeah. Uh, and as that went... Man United were awarded their penalty <laughs> against go. PSG. All on a black extraordinary. line. Extraordinary. <laughs> Absolutely extraordinary. Yeah, Cody, actually, just as an aside, has been kicking off about the, the DRS inconsistencies, I see, after that, the end of that three-match three series. It's a fair point, though. Yeah, oh, that was magical. That, I mean, they, they, they said it was a glitch. If you're going to do it badly... Do yeah. it really badly, yeah. but it makes you think that was so visible. If pe people haven't seen it, I think it was, was it Aaron Finch who was given LBW, oh, um, and then Hawkeye Hawk <laughs> when it was doing the ball tracking, the, the, the ball pitched. I don't know two stumps away yeah. from where Hawkeye said it did, mm. and if that was so noticeable, I wonder do those glitches happen more regularly? Mm. But we just don't really notice oh. it, and if that's the case. Literally, what's the point of it? Yeah, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. maybe there is someone who is that—that's their job that no one's ever ever known about. <laughs> edit the ball tracking quickly. <laughs> <laughs> there are batsmen with hundreds to their name, but they were definitely out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I gather that Australia has sort of stumbled on a pretty useful ODI side. Is that where you were going? Next, I, yeah, it was. It was where I was going. Okay, so go. um, Peter Hampson got a hundred. Batting at four. So Baffling. I, was, I ranted about that last week. I know, week. yeah. It's yeah. extraordinary, isn't it? Well, how's that, how's that work? I know, you're better than him, Mark. <laughs> you definitely are. Well, <laughs> Australia chased 359 in their 50 overs. Pete Townsend got 117. And a chap called Ashton Turner in his yeah. second ODI hit 84 or 43 mm -hmm. to take them over the line. To win 2-1? Uh, no, to level the series 2-2. Level it 2-2, but my, my point is that Australia, whisper it quietly, it's their, team, their team's actually quite good when, once uh, Warner and Smith come back. So at the moment, so you think Alex Carey, who's currently batting seven, who's got the gloves, you could feasibly see those handed to Peter Hanscom, who's a more than more than adequate keeper. And then uh, Ashton Turner at seven, Glenn Maxwell at six, Hanscom at five. Uh, you've already got Finch, Kawaja, Marsh. Substitute two of those guys out, and Mr. Warner and Mr. Smith come back in the team. That's mm. a very strong top seven. And Kawaja's been opening, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. hundreds he's, left, right, and centre. Yeah, isn't well, he's, he's, he's a class he's well, player. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a peculiar one to understand why he's not really broken mm. into that top-ish bracket in international yeah. cricket. Because whenever I see him, he always looks looks top class. It's interesting that he's he's kind of tiptoeing into that ODI mm. side can, now. Can I mention another name? But this is thinking ahead towards the Ashes more yeah. than the ODIs, although he's played ODI cricket mm. for Australia and Test match cricket. And he was at Surrey for the 2020. Didn't really set the world on fire. But watching him, I did sit there and think, got this bloke in the longer form of the game. And he's gone mad for Victoria. 
is Nick Maddinson. Yeah. And and the way he's sort of shaped up in the Sheffield Shield so far, if he keeps going like that, mm. it's not beyond the rounds of possibility. He, he was a real golden boy, wasn't uh, especially, he? Especially with the fact that, you know, I know it's only 2020, but he was over here last summer. And it was just the way he, just when you sat and watched him in the nets, and it was almost like, what? I sort of understand why you've gone for him as a 2020 player, but it, him as a four-day, five-day longer form player and mm-hmm. it just it, it jumped out at me the other day that he's been scoring hundreds for fun for for Victoria and with an Ashes series coming out that could be a name to to keep an eye out yeah. for really a lot of competition for places though in that there is middle, I guess. there is but I think it's going to come down to the fact that that they'll, they'll Smith will be back Warner will be back whatever anybody thinks mm. they will be back won't they Definitely. there's still for me there's that there is a question mark in that middle order for Australia there really is they're bowling you know, thank you very much indeed. I'll have that attack every day of the week. Thank mm. you. But that middle order batting, and I just think Maddinson, if he keeps going the way he is, left-hander, he's an in, he's an interesting one. Yeah, he's an interesting yep. one to keep an eye on. I think. Yeah, there's, oh. plenty, there's plenty kicking around now. It's good to see. I have to say, you know, as much as I enjoy England turning it over against Australia, I don't much enjoy seeing Australia as a shambles. I wouldn't worry about that too much when it comes to the Ashes. And, and I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> It's a long way to go. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was there for what happened last yeah. time, so don't get me exactly. wrong. Exactly. I, uh, just, I just want to see a good scrap and, and no doubt it I'm will sure we'll get one. Um, as, as alluded to earlier, um, a wonderful series victory for the England women's team yeah. in India, 3-0. Um, a word After for, a tough tour as well. Yeah, yeah. the ODI yeah. didn't go great and um, a great comeback story in a way. Uh, Kate Cross, who didn't make the World T20 squad, uh, she defended three in the last over um, when... India were only four down. Yeah. Which well, that's a phenomenal effort in a in a T twenty. Mm. Um a great series for England overall. Danny Wyatt pair of the series. Uh, on quite slow wickets, I thought uh, both Wyatt and Beaumont showed admirable restraint. Um I talked to Tammy Beaumont uh for a feature that's coming up in the upcoming magazine of Wizard Cricket Monthly about opening the batting in T twenties. And one thing that I thought was quite interesting is how she talked about how on slow pitches, you need to A, assess the conditions, but B, you've got to win the power play. So accept that you're not going to get off to 50 or six overs, right. but realise it's quite difficult and just try and get more than the other team. It sounds simple, yeah. but but just having that kind of calm uh, presence in the middle yeah. at the start of the innings. Puts and you in and, good and stead. Why, it, why it's kind of been reinvented as a middle order player now, right? In, this, uh, in T20, she still opens, still but opens. in ODIs, she middle Oh, order. okay, yeah. okay, right. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, well, they need, but they needed it, didn't they? Mm. They needed a good series because the one day is, yeah. Uh, so it's sort of the other way round to the men in a way that actually, do you know what this T Twenty series at the back end was important yeah. from an England point of view? Yeah, but now they go to Sri Lanka, <coughs> where uh, I don't think it's confirmed, but it looks like the series won't be broadcasted. Um, either on the radio or on TV or even a stream at the moment. Uh, as I said, not confirmed yet, but that's obviously. Not great news. Just, what, just, just what are on we that, up to okay. then? On that, just on that, just as an aside, um, still no confirmation about the IPL's uh, broadcast coverage in the UK. Yeah. Um, at the moment, it's attached to Hot Star. I well, believe. no. So last year, Sky announced that they would have a multi-year deal. Yeah. Um, starting in 2018, uh, and a multi-year deal suggests. If it starts in 2018, that it would it'd not be, 2019. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, and at the moment, uh, yeah, unconfirmed. But, uh, but it starts if, if what two at, weeks? Yeah, and if you look at the Sky website, there's no advertising for the yeah. IPL, which is odd. If 
they were hosting it. Yeah, World Broadcasting yeah. Brother. And, it, um, and it's, a, it's a big deal. It's a big part of the calendar. You've got a microphone. I do. I do, indeed. Ooh, well, maybe, maybe, all I'm saying. Maybe, maybe <laughs> three we can of do us. It. Maybe we, we can just do it from a, a wisdom.com we'll take, take, take your iPod. Gonzo style. Your, yeah. your, your iTunes, iPod microphone out there. I've, Off I've, we go. I have trod those boards before. Yeah, it's, it's hard graft. Um, yeah, it's got to be shown somewhere. It'd be it'd be a travesty. For, I'm sure it will for, be for the British. I'm sure it will be cricketing public. If I, it's not. I, I I think that if if Sky aren't showing it, it will be because somebody else is. Yeah, um, and they're probably some complicated Someone dealings well, at hot, a very hot, high level that we don't yet know about. Have the rights for it, or they are planning to show it, but that is a subscription service. Mm. And this is part of the problem. Again, just as an aside, we're getting off topic here, but you know, it's not great for the consumer when more and more uh, stations are mm. are fighting for these rights you know so obviously you have the bt situation you've got the sky situation now there's others as well coming into play and mm. it does does kind of complicate matters for the poor old consumer who was shelling out a yeah, lot of money and, anyway and i wouldn't put any of us three in that in the bracket um but there will be people out there who probably got a sky subscription because they were showing the whole of the ipl it's a massively mm. popular mm. tournament that caters for a different kind of cricket fan that likes test cricket so if it is true We'll have That's to find quite a, out. It's quite a big story. We'll have to contact Sky later um, in the week before we cast dispersions. But definitely there's been no confirmation at all from their side just yet. No. Uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks it'll all get sorted out. Um, do you guys want to hear my moment of the week? Nah. Yes. Well, yes. Yes, I do. Okay, yes, thank I you. Do. Um, so it was yesterday. I was watching the New Zealand-Bangladesh <laughs> test the last day. Mm, good, this. Of that. The first two days were rained out. Mm, yeah. Um, and in basically Bangladesh got 200 in their first innings. And then Ross, New Zealand smashed it, right? Yeah, Ross Taylor. Taylor got basically a runnable double hundred. Uh, gave them a fighting chance in the final day, but they breezed it. Uh, they bowled Bangladesh out by lunch to win by an innings. Uh, Neil Wagner, oh. I love watching him bowl. <laughs> he bowls. I was talking about it in the office <laughs> earlier today. He bowls bounces and he bounces people out and he scares batsmen. But he's actually not that quick. No, he's not that tall. But I think it's just because he's so relentless with his accuracy of the bouncer that he is. He, he bowls like no one else in the world, yeah. basically. I, I'm so glad you said that, because I watched the opening test between the two when the top three for New Zealand got nine million. And, yeah. Yeah. But Wagner in that did what he's done, for, and I've seen him do it for Lancashire, and I've seen him do it for Essex, where mm. he just runs in, and as you say, he's not that quick, but he'll just run in for hours and try and knock your head off. And something happened. He and was, he's a terri- he's a terrific cricketer. Was it Gilford where he did it against Surrey? No, he did. He bowled Surrey out. I remember seeing him, and I remember, and I remember seeing him doing it at Lancashire early in the season against Surrey, where he just came round the wicket and just bowled bouncer after bouncer. He bowls very straight bouncers and at neck height, which is obviously very awkward. Four of his five wickets yesterday were bouncers. Two caught in the final leg boundary. One caught uh, leg gully one at silly point and the other wicket was a Yorker uh, where the batsmen were just scared because of the bouncers have, have the rankings been updated yet um, the player rankings yeah I think so and he's moved to the third highest I might be wrong on this but the third highest New Zealand ranking of all time that's bowlers I don't bowlers, care about yeah. bowlers I'm interested um, in the batsmen okay. um, so Williamson was seven points behind Coley going into that test match and he got what 74 I yeah. think so he's probably just inched past him, right? Once they announce it or, tomorrow, or just behind. Yeah, um, but which yeah. is extraordinary. Yeah, really. When you think Coley is, the perception is that he's playing on a different plane uh, in Test cricket. Williamson is, but I tell you, I, I sat and watched the whole of Latham's innings. He's a good player, isn't he? Oh, yeah. And Nichols as well. Yeah, they've got four. Latham, Latham for me. Is, 
he is a good player. Mm. He is a really good player. Quite dull. That, that's why I like him. him. <laughs> Last oh, year when he right. went I think I think Jerky was. I, I was alluding to yeah. Yeah. batting, his batting style, like, but that's quite good if he to, is. To his media but savviness. You that's might, good you might if that. Go- to this. Oh, let's oh, hope good. so. Well, no, no, <laughs> we're wrong. saying he's an outstanding batsman. Yes, but I quite like it if it's sort of when you have your flair player, who then is flair on interview. Yeah. If you've got your slightly dull player, who is also then dull on interview. Mm. That, that, that's a nice sort of exactly. parallel, isn't it? Well said, um, thanks. I haven't even mentioned why that was my moment of the week. So it was, oh, yeah. It was, this is your <laughs> moment of the week. Oh, you're still talking yeah. to me. Yeah. What was it? <laughs> so it was actually the fact that uh, New Zealand, that New Zealand's key from the final day was a, was a bloke called Peter Bocock. Um, you haven't heard of him, Tremendous I'm sure. Name. Yeah, um, that's a stage not name. Far off, not far off Pat Pocock, <laughs> isn't it? Close, um, yeah. yeah. Damn, close, yeah. close cut, yeah. Well, he, he was basically keeping because BJ Watling was injured. Um, and Bocock is a 27-year-old keeper who's only played three first-off matches. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, Sounds like a really bad detective on. series. And, and he's, and In he's, the 70s, <laughs> late at night. Well, anyway, P- Peter Bocock. <laughs> he, he's not played that much. And then he was, it's basically just a random guy who ended up keeping for New Zealand. That's Brilliant. fantastic. So in England we get. So he's just an insurance salesman or something, or no, no, he's, he's, a, first, he's a first-class player, but he's not a regular. But no, no, hang on. So BJ Watling, I did, I missed all this. So he was injured. So, but he was playing in. Yeah. He was playing in the game. I yeah. take it, Mr. Bocock. Yeah. Uh, had been, or did he just substitute? Substitute for, keeper. Substitute where keeper. was he then? Um, so he was with the squad. I think. Oh, right. In case this happened. Oh, because um, oh, Watling. But I don't understand they it must because have Watling... Nathan keeps. So why didn't they give the gloves to Latham? Anyway, I was perplexed because in England, when we have substitute fielders here, they're kids basically. They're yeah. the MCC yeah. young cricketers. But they're always really good at fielding, aren't they? Yeah. So maybe maybe this is exactly the same, but just maybe, maybe Bocock is is just one of the best glovemen around, around as they call it. He looked all right. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, I, I'm a big fan. He's of a name yeah. to keep a, a, yeah. an eye on for so yeah. many reasons. Um, so that's your moment of the week. It really well, was. I can tell you were in was. Poland for most yeah. of the week. <laughs> moment of the week. That, do you remember when Bob Taylor was called out of the uh, yeah yeah out the hospitality, yeah, hospitality tent, tent <laughs> yeah. to to keep wicket in a test match? Yeah. He'd he retired thirty years before. Oh. Yeah, there's not enough of that in cricket anymore. They were good old days. They're good, See, great days. That, that was that why cracking moment of the week. That's why it's my moment. Yeah. Of the week. Thank you, thank you, um, Churchy. Whilst you're here, we might get you to talk about county cricket and in particular Surrey. Mm-hmm. Um, this podcast has been on for a while now, but because we started off the county season, mm. we've barely talked about county cricket. Mm. Um, and you mm. had the best seat in the house to watch Surrey's county championship mm-hmm. win last season mm-hmm. um, so the first question is he wrote the book didn't he yeah. I, wrote, I wrote a book Pu- published by published by by, by, by Wisdom yeah uh, so we should all know about that we do even the author should know about that <laughs> yeah typical Surrey if it's still available uh, it's a ball by ball account from the Coventry box of Surrey season there's a bit of cricket in it but it's mainly sort of the characters that you meet on the county circuit yeah, and yeah. the adventures. The waifs and strays. The adventures in the commentary box. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's there's, stuff up there's, here, still, there's still a few copies available. But, um, <laughs> yes, uh, sorry, sorry, we're very good last season. They were very, very good last season. Can what, they do it again? Uh, what I like about Surrey this season is there isn't much change there really there's the England boys got dropped so uh, Liam Plunkett <laughs> comes in well thanks Jordan ever Clark. so much and Jordan Clark he's called cricket thanks very much yeah. we don't really need to change too much else um, all the young players are one year older as well one year more experienced yeah exactly and I think what will be very interesting this year and you'll hear it 
in all the press conferences and everything that happened before the season starts is, you know, we won it last year. It's can we back it up this year? Sorry, I was yeah. tapping my pen and it picks up taps. Um, you were told that before I was the told before that. Uh, I'm meant to be the professional broadcaster here. <laughs> Sorry about that, yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to be very intrigued to see. Sorry, won't change anything. So we yeah. will go about this season exactly like it wasn't rocket science last, sure. last one, one thing year, they and might, it doesn't have to be this year. One thing they might change, and we're what three or four weeks away from that first four-day game. Jason Roy, who finished the season batting, batting three, three uh, may resume the season batting three, or maybe even open the batting because there's rumours around well, that England's Test side are very interested in in him up the top, or at least at first drop. I don't think he'd bat through open for sorry. Because Stoneman and Burns have got that one signed, sealed, and delivered. Um, but what happens if he's uh, being tapped on the shoulder by? I mean, Smith? Does he pay county think, cricket before the World Cup? I think no, he won't. Yeah, do. no. But I, I honestly think he is a good enough player, whatever the colour of the ball. Yeah. To make well, runs. so do I. I've said this for a couple and of years personally. I think. People keep harping back to the fact that he opened for Surrey years ago and didn't make huge runs. Yet that was because he didn't know what his game was then. He was just flair. Yeah. He, he, now he knows the way to play. And and the fact he came in at three at the back end of last season, got that big hundred against Essex in the final game. You know, And, and just think back to the way... I know it, it was only a championship game of cricket. People say it's not like Test match cricket. But just, just think of the way he played... With Surrey rolled over in the first innings for what was it fifty odd or something, then Essex go and get five hundred and something to dead, and the way that Jason Roy batted suddenly put Surrey ahead of the game again. Yeah, um, and he is that sort of player. I can assure you that if England ring Surrey up and say we want him opening, so can you change your order? I think that would be a very, very short conversation. Yeah, you think very so? short. Absolutely, because yeah. you know he's a good enough player. You can bat him wherever you want to, really. And if there they're going to go, there is something unique about the opening spot, though. But isn't he's there? done. He, he, look, my other point with Jason Roy is, and everyone will say it's an Ashes series, and the eyes of the world will be on him. And can he? Can he take the? Of course he can. You know, this is a bloke who's played World Cup twenty twenty World Cup. He's going to play this summer for him. He's played the IPL. Uh-huh. He's scored hundreds opening in one day cricket in front of... It's not going to bother him in the slightest. Mm-hmm. So so I would have absolutely no... What I would say, and I said to both of you, is if I was an opening batsman, one, two or three at the moment in county cricket, with the way the schedule is going into that Ashes series... Yep. You are going to play an awful lot of the county cricket season up to the Ashes series. I would be looking to to fill my boots and put my name down and and say, "Come get me." Yeah. It's actually quite a good schedule this oh, year. For, for, from from a from a point, it's a bit nuts. You know the fact that you go two rounds of Championship cricket, then we have the one day cup. We're at a final. Whoever gets to the final at the end of May, and that one's done and dusted. But I suppose it gets it done. Uh, and I, then, I like, personally, I like the schedule. Yeah, no, year. I don't mind. It's it's, it, and the other thing is, you can sort of, it, it, it's almost blocked in that you can work out what you're at and what you need to do in yeah. that. Because at times it gets really confusing. Am I here watching Championship cricket? Am I here what 
uh, you know, you, you've watched a one-day game and then you're the next day you're starting a four-day game and everyone's still batting like they were in a one-day game. So, yeah. But yeah, with, on the Jason Roy front, uh, I would have absolutely no qualms with him opening the batting for England in a test match. Mm-hmm. Now. All right. Anyone else from your manor, uh, from your parish here at the Oval, that we want to keep an eye on? Maybe names that aren't that well-known just um, yet? One I would love to have a blockbusting start to the season if he gets a chance is an older name who's had horrible injury problems but still if he's fit I think is a right old hand for his Matthew Dunn yeah if he's so fit. what's the story there I, he's just had sort of back problems throughout now fingers crossed you know this season he started well last season yeah and then got injured again yeah um and he is he's genuinely quick mm. when he gets it right. Mm. The problem is he kept breaking down. So I would love to see him get a good run yep. and pull up, you know, pull up the flowers, so to speak, on a good run. Um, will Jacks will be another name that everybody looks at because of what he did last season. I think he um, he'd need a run in the championship side. Um, I, I was watching him in the nets at lunchtime. Good player, isn't he? Uh, he is not only a good player, but a Peterson clone. No. I mean, he has modelled his game to the nth degree mm. on Peterson. Now, I'm not saying they're in the they're in the same world as players. No. I can't make any kind of call on that. But stylistically, yeah. the setup, mm. that kind of boxer's setup, where your front foot is pointing right down at the down at the bowler, and your back foot is square to point, and you can rock back or forth. Mm. The the cocked wrist, the the pick up. And the snap in the mm. shots, mm. and he's tall. Yep, uh, there is a hell of a lot of Peterson. There. there is, and the other thing, and it's very fashionable now. He's an absolutely brilliant short leg fielder. Well, well, well. he took that famous catch yeah. to win in the game, didn't yeah. he? And 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 not just that, but off Amar Verdi as well. He's, right. he's terrific in right. there as well, and that's very fashionable now, yeah. isn't it? To to be good in there. I think other other counties wise, just for the chairman, I'm always intrigued to see how the sides that come up go. Yeah. And Warwickshire and Kent coming up will be very interesting. I, I think, I think they've both got enough about them to, you know, have a good go in the championship this mm-hmm. season. And I think, especially from a Kent point of view, I'm just thinking of your likes of Billings and people. Now I know he'll be a, might be away for a little bit of it, but probably not that much because let's be honest, is he going to make the fifty over unless there's Almost injuries? To all day? So for Sam, who I still think is a hugely talented cricketer, yeah. But if you look at the way it's gone for him over the last few years, understandably, he hasn't played a huge amount of first-class cricket. Suddenly, he's going to be playing his first-class cricket in the first division. And for him, that is a brilliant tester, I think. Mm -hmm. The other name I'm going to throw in there is, I'm going to be fascinated to see, and I've not seen him back for a couple of years, is D. Sibley. Yeah, I was going to ask you Now, 400s last year. and, And I think the thing is, with, you know, obviously left Surrey... Mr. Clark came in. We all know what Mr. Clark did. But D. Sibley's sort of gone away to Warwickshire and has had a couple of seasons in the second division. Has had a bit of the, the sort of limelight off him. He really he struggled did initially. Too, initially, went and dropped into the seconds. Mm. But then suddenly, last season, suddenly started making runs. I still think he's absolute quality. And, yeah. I, and, and, and just from a personal point of view... 
I'm going to be when you don't see someone for a, for a year or a couple of years when you do see them day in day out and they go away somewhere else and then you get to see them again it'd be very interesting to see what his game is is like now mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. that that would be another name that I would um look out for and of course Darren Stevens who oh, yeah. uh yeah 56 he'll probably make what 550 championship runs and pick up 40 wickets yeah. bowling. All by the end of May. All by the end of May, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, keep an eye out for D Stevens uh, as well gonna, in Division I, 1. I'm going to make myself really unpopular here, but I really hope he doesn't get that many wickets I in don't Division think he will in Division 1. I, I think I think it will be a, Particularly a, a when the li- game's little played. bit different when the games yeah. are being played. You'll get, you'll get a few with the bat, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he will. Oh, absolutely. But I think if he is picking up 50 poles a season in Division 1... <laughs> We, we may as well all go. If he, is, if he is, does end up opening the bowling for Ken, then I, I, seriously, I'm, I'm looking for another job. Um, <laughs> on Billings, uh, different to other seasons. Normally, uh, one of the reasons why Billings hasn't played that much first class cricket as well has been he's been in the IPL. Yeah. He's not actually played that much in the IPL, and yeah. he comes back and he's missed a whole chunk of the county championship season. This year, he's basically just missing the one day cup. Yeah. So actually. Those guys play. who go to the IPL and are not going to the World Cup will actually play a lot of championship yeah. cricket this I, year. I should know this, but I, I think Sam's only probably got a couple of first-class hundreds under his belt. Now, now this season that should go up. Mm. You know that should, and, and as a tester, and you, you know you, the way he batted. In, I know we were all saying about the T20 series and everything, but we, we've seen glimpses of what he is about. Mm. And he is a hugely talented cricketer. I think what he needs, like anyone, is a run at playing first division cricket. Mm-hmm. And he's got his opportunity this season. And, and you know, I hope he takes it with both hands. I really do. Uh, 300, is it Mark? Three. Three, yeah. It, one, of those, many... one of those was for the Lions as yeah. well, which, which I can recall. So, so... He's captain this year, right? Mm-hmm. Billings, he was captain yeah. last year as well. What the most striking thing for me is looking at his statistics is he's only played 64 first-class matches and he's 27, yeah. nearly 28. Yeah. A guy that talented, he needs to be playing more because and, yeah. and you know, if you, if who knows what he could achieve yeah, if he's got I know a long run. It's, it's a, it, different players. Obviously, Sam's been off playing a lot of one-day cricket. But, you know, Billings, Burns, they're the same age. They've come through at the same time. They're good mates. You mm. look at the first-class career of Burns and the first-class career of Billings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Sam Billings this year with a run in Championship cricket. I would hope, because I think he's a hugely talented cricketer mm. and batsman, and of course he'll be keeping as well for Kent. So he's got a lot on his plate. Will he be keeping but, as but, well? But that whole that whole responsibility for him. Yeah. I, I hope he has a really really good run at it. I really do. If he doesn't, he'll be okay because his dad owns a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that, though. There isn't. No, there's someone nothing, has to. There's nothing someone wrong with he, that. He, he, also, he also plays IPL, yeah. so he's all right as it is, I reckon. Um, I agree, though. He's, he's a fine player, and I'm not just saying this to backtrack furiously, but he's a, he's a lovely lad as well, do very I, approachable. Do you know what he's he, the kind of one that you want, to, you want to go well. Do you know what? You know I did that silly run. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? Sam sponsored me twice for it. I don't did think he, he realised he had. Forgot <laughs> <laughs> the first well, time. That shows how lovely he is. What, what was this run, Mark? Yeah. I uh, just, not just, 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 yeah, just, just a, a job. Just a thousand job, miles. Just a thousand. Just a thousand over 50 days. Yeah. A thousand miles in 50 days. Broke my PB, which I was pleased about. And uh, hobbling yeah. around the oval yeah, in between runs. I know the way from the oval to Lord. If anyone ever gets lost <laughs> on the way for the, or wants to know some of the great landmarks en route, 
just let me know and I'll, I'll take you on the on the route. So yeah, yeah, that was. But, but dear Sam, yeah, and I was always touched when you know a, a proper cricketer. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's quite good. <laughs> He's quite good. Sponsored me. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is Aaron Finch sponsored me. He's well, quite go. good. He's, he's, he's a proper cricketer, He's a isn't he? proper... He, he Australia. Yeah. He could be... I he's could have been sponsorship and everything. <laughs> Just think of that. I could have been sponsored on my silly run by the man that's going to lift the World Cup. That is extraordinary. Yeah, it's extraordinary, isn't it? But it's, there's just something... There's something rather lovely about yeah. a proper, proper sportsman or sportswoman. And also, when somebody does something as, as bonkers as that, Everyone just comes together, I think, Mark, mm, you know, in, mm. in, in recognition of a, of a truly unhinged mm. uh, month or Individual. Two. Yeah. Yeah. They're still unhinged now, yeah. actually. They're still coming I'm, down I from it now. I can't imagine anyone listening to this show doesn't know what we're talking about here. But just for the record, Mark ran a thousand miles from Lourdes <laughs> to the Oval and back over the course of 50 days to raise money for Pancreatic Cancer Research Fund. Fund. Yes, yes. Made... Loads of money, raised loads of money for what it. We had a do here. At the so, Oval. so uh, the, the final total for that now is—it's not at the final total yet, but thirteen, just over thirty-nine grand. Having wow. tri- hoped for twenty, tw- ten, was ten, was, for ten, 10 was the target. Quadrupled it, and then, and then in in a book, just just to quickly move it on, setting up a foundation in my dad's name now yeah. as well, um, and had a dinner, and we've raised a bit of money from that, and then it will be think you the next challenge. I've yeah. been on the rowing you machine. You ominously said this. <laughs> I've been on the rowing machine oh, quite a lot God. lately. So I'm wondering whether I can combine uh, running and rowing. Fine. Mm. Well, mm. we'll watch this space. And well, lovely. Please go and go and donate to him. Um, he's a lunatic and he needs all the help he can how get. Can, how can people donate to your fund? Uh, but the, if, if the, for the, the 200 runs, it's the Just Giving Mark Church 200 runs. Um, and then once we get all the logos and stuff done, then I'll bang on about the foundation throughout the summer, I'm sure, and bore everybody senseless. Well, fantastic. Um, unless there's anything, Phil or Mark, you want to say to end the show? I just want to know how 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 Mark's feeling. A few weeks out before the season, we're, we're overlooking the Oval yet again. Uh, it brightened up for this show as well. It was yeah. really grotty to begin with. You've been doing this, you've been commentating on Surrey for, what, 15, 20 Too years? Too, Too long. long. Yeah, naturally. far too long. Um, do you still get still get that kind of sense of expectation? Yeah, the, forward to it? Are I, you, you're looking out there thinking, "Oh, only a matter of time." Now, be honest with me. Let me let me put it this way: Tick, there is a tinkle in my loins. <laughs> All right, we're on that bomb. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, d- no, genuinely, I sit here now. I'm looking across out of our commentary box, yeah. which I'm so glad you're using as well. And I'm well, we're, 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 please, we're really glad you, we're using you come it too. In, I said you come in here when we're on air and do your <laughs> podcast. It's absolutely fine. I'm looking down. The old greenhouse is looking good at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. For, the, for the Brussels. Yeah. So the marquee's there. And then I am getting on an aeroplane at the back end of next week to drop into Dubai to do the Champions game between Lovely. MCC and Surrey, which I think is an acclimatisation, is, is, and is then, good. And then you'll be back here with international commentator, a friend of the stars, Mr Johnny Barron. Now, what a way to end the show. Can, well, can I... I, I, I <laughs> having been an international commentator for nine months of the year, what I want to know is what he does for the other three months. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that one of the great... 
Do you want to uh, explain what this is uh, first? Well, my, my dear, dear uh, colleague and friend, Johnny Barron, went off and, and, God bless him, went out to the West Indies and became the voice, voice of local radio in the West Indies with his new best friend, Tino, Tino Best. Best. <laughs> so, <laughs> out and Roland Butcher as well. So Johnny, Tino and Roland. Now, as I understand it, just sort of reading between the lines, he needed somewhere to sleep and... I can imagine the conversation now. Yeah. Uh, if, uh, I'll do a TV advert for you of your hotel <laughs> if you'll let me stay. <laughs> so there is this wonderful advert. Being an international cricket commentator for nine months of the year is hard work. What I want to know is, and I'll be asking him this, as I just said, what does he do for the other three yeah. months of the year? So yeah, that's the height of summer when uh, he's with you. It's <laughs> an amazing footage of him. Putting, a couple of crabs. A well. couple of crabs. Putting something in a tumble dryer, yeah. which I've got. <laughs> cookie and egg as well. And seemingly swimming on his own in the dark yeah. in the swimming pool. Yeah. So it's one of the great adverts of all time. But how, how many times do you watch this? Uh, quite. Of the 10,000 views that you keep telling everybody about, <laughs> I think there's a few of us that would add up to about 9,999 <laughs> of those views. But, you know, as he said, as, and I want everyone to remember this from this this podcast and take it with you being an international cricket commentator <laughs> for nine months of the year i always like somewhere to rest my head <laughs> well if, if if you've not seen the video you definitely should um mark thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast gentle, it's been an absolute honor thank you very much well, indeed for inviting you. me phil thank you for coming on yeah pleasure, mate. Pleasure, fantastic no well, thank you for listening, folks. If you're listening for the first time, tell your friends, subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.